When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Jason and Alexis podcast is brought to you by our friends at Sears Imported Autos, serving four generations of happy returning customers. Sears Imported Autos is just 10 minutes west of downtown on 394 in Minnetonka. More information at SearsImports.com. Hey, Jace, did I see you drive by my house in a new car? You sure did there, Goober. I waved to you in your front lawn. Nice. I didn't know you were getting a new one. Where did you go, Jason? I went to Sears Imported Autos, and I really wasn't planning on getting a new car. But I went online. I saw a car. I went in there, and Sue, I love Sue, her service was amazing, and it really was one of those examples of customer service makes a difference. And it's not a surprise to me they've been in business for over 55 years serving not one not two not three four lex and dawn four generations of happy customers and now i'm one of them they were named best of the best for mercedes for 2018 and 2019 i mean it is really where as they say quality meets affordability the selection of their certified pre-owned vehicles will help you find like a dream car at the price you want so if you're gonna get a car don or lex sears imported autos where are they again lex sears imported autos is just 10 minutes west of downtown on 394 in minnetonka more information at searsimports.com and when you walk into sears imported autos make sure you say you heard about them from jace good morning everyone and welcome to the eight o'clock and final hour of jason and alexis in the morning on my talk 1071 everything entertainment everything tranquilizer dart oh Right there. Uh, I matrix. Do you do? Oh, you got me. Mm-hmm. I got you. So you thought I was like, yeah. I, ca- you right I caught there. that one in my teeth. Perfect. Ooh. Hot. Good job. Don. I'm Jason Matheson along with Alexis Thompson, Don McLean, and he goes by one word, Kenny. He doesn't need a last name. That's how famous and popular he is. Yeah. Um, we have another winner coming up in our uh, $100 pick your prize. Extravaganza, whatever, yeah. Uh, coming up, yeah. Yeah, just today and tomorrow. That's it. Yeah, that's it. And it's over. Prize winner. Uh huh. And then Dawn has today's jump the shark. What person, place, or thing are we hating today that mm-hmm. we think has totally jumped the shark? But right now, um, it's our brand new segment. Uh, it is an opportunity to make use of the craziness that is inside my head. All of the useless knowledge. Mm -hmm. I cannot tell you where Rome is on a map, but I can most (laughs) certainly, I can most certainly list off 
all of the spinoffs from Happy Days. So we are going to go down the rabbit hole into my mind to go deep inside a moment in pop culture. Here we go. Here they go, down the rabbit hole, down the rabbit hole, down the rabbit hole. We are now in 1962 for today's Down the Rabbit Hole, and we are going to talk about the unfinished final film of Marilyn Monroe called Something's Gotta Give, uh, which was a kind of a remake of, of, a, of an older movie with Deborah Carr about a wife who goes missing on an island and comes back. Her husband is remarried and uh, hilarity and uh, fun 60s-esque sexual drama happens. Um, th- this version was directed by George C- uh, Cukor, famous director back in the day had directed Marilyn in another one of her movies uh, called Let's Make Love and uh, it co-starred her Marilyn's husband was played by Dean Martin. Now I will tell you that this was at the end of Marilyn's life and it was also at a point where she thought Hollywood thought and the public thought that she had kind of turned a corner after a tumultuous few years. Uh, her marriage, this was following the, the, uh, the destruction of her marriage to Arthur Miller. She had suffered a miscarriage. Um, her struggle with mental health had really taken a turn. Um, and that struggle really affected Marilyn on the set of her final movies. And I'm talking about Some Like It Hot, uh, the aforementioned Let's Make Love. Um, uh, there was a John Huston movie uh, that, uh, that famously was just a disaster to make with, with Clark Gable. And yeah, in, uh, The Misfits. The yeah. Misfits, thank you. That escaped me. But this was a point where... You know, even though she had burned some bridges with studios and co-stars, she was looking good. Um, she had dropped like 20 pounds. She was feeling good about herself. She looked like in, she looked in top form. She seemed to have it uh, seemed to be kind of taking control of her life. So 20th Century Fox hired her for something's got to give. And uh, Dean Martin uh, was excited to work with her. And um, and because she felt so confident, she did something that she had never done before in this movie and something that not a lot of stars of her magnitude did in the 60s. And that was appear nude on camera. Take a listen. <laughs> Come on. What is so refreshing? In a highly controversial and highly publicized move, Marilyn agreed to perform her first on-camera nude scene. Proud of the fact that she had shed 15 pounds for the production, she frolicked boldly for the cameras. Not since her infamous calendar photos had Monroe so shrewdly used nudity to gain attention and notoriety. Though occasionally submitting to the confines of a flesh-colored G-string, she giggled and teased coyly as if to celebrate her reclaimed status as Hollywood's reigning sex symbol. But no. Marilyn's desperate attempts at happiness would prove futile. Under the paternal gaze of George Cukor, the man who had directed her in Let's Make Love, Marilyn frequently forgot. 
forgot her lines and appeared nervous and high strung. Now, you're going to hear some of the outtakes in just a second. But, yeah, it is important to realize, wow, I mean, the societal shift in what we view, um, how we view women. It is remarkable to think about that Hollywood, the the trade papers, even the public kind of considered Marilyn at this moment to almost be done. And she was only in her 30s. That's what's so I mean, when you think about that, it's just striking to think about that. People, she had to, the the fact that she was trying to do a comeback in her 30s, that people thought, oh, she couldn't be beautiful. I mean, you heard how it was such a big deal that she was reclaiming this title of, of, of Hollywood sex symbol. And she was yeah. she was barely in her mid thirties. It just ha- wasn't that long ago that women like Laura Linney were getting parts. Thanks to Ryan Murphy, he allowed yes. a lot of women over forty to even work. And yeah. now it's it's more commonplace to see that. But not too long ago, like nope. ten years ago, it was yes. all of this was still happening. So. Yeah. Like you heard the narrator say, uh, the director, George Cukor, um, and Dean Martin, everyone had faith. Everyone went into this optimistic that Marilyn was going to be different. But as you could see, within just a few days of filming, um, Marilyn, the strain on Marilyn and the years of abuse um, had taken its toll. And um, it, it wasn't as smooth. Here are some outtakes uh, with her and Dean. She's outside the pool um, and talking to her estranged husband. All right, come. Adam and Eve. I was afraid you'd misunderstand about that. Oh, what's to misunderstand? A man's wife spends five years on an island with a strange man. Would you like it any better if I knew him? And it slips her mind? Can we start again? And it slips her mind. First of all, he brushes his leg getting in the canoe. In the first place, um... You don't understand. You see, he was trying to get the boat to the surf. He broke his leg. He was laid up for six months. Six months? That still leaves four and a half years. All you can think about is the way I behaved with this poor little... (laughs) Mm, And she just gives up on that take. And it's, you know, when you see the visual of it, it's a little heartbreaking because you you see you look in her eyes and you can see her struggle that she really wants to do this. She wants the scene to go. And it's like a misfire. It's just a misfire. One of the forgotten things about this movie and the production of it is it is tied to one of the most iconic moments in pop culture history in the latter half of the 20th century. It is tied to Marilyn singing happy birthday to President Kennedy in the middle of her missing many, 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 many shooting days. Marilyn whisked off uh, to President Kennedy's birthday celebration, which pissed off 20th Century Fox right in the middle of a really tumultuous time for the for the production. Happy birthday to you. 
So she returned to the set right after that, and Fox had had enough. Uh, they were done. Uh, when she returned, it was her birthday, and the crew had prepared a cake for her. And the story goes that the Fox executives and George Cukor, and I will clean up the language, said, mm. do not bring that blank and cake down until we get a full day's work out of that blank. And they would not bring the cake out until... And and Marilyn never came out of her trailer except to get that birthday cake. And then she was fired. Tree Fox had had enough of Marilyn's antics. Wait a minute. Sorry, sorry, sorry. In 30 shooting days, she had only shown up for work 13 times. What little footage had been shot had proved to be a hopeless jumble. Oh, damn it. We're getting there. Fox executives shut the picture down. Marilyn Monroe was fired. And the footage, unedited, would be consigned to the studio's vaults. Now living alone and only 36 years old, Marilyn tried to remain brave in the face of her humiliating ordeal. And that the footage remained in the Fox vaults until the early 2000s when it was remastered and they hired a director to piece together the movie and create a, as much of a narrative as possible because a lot of a lot of scenes were shot with just Dean Martin. They shot around Marilyn and a doc, the documentary that I'm playing right now came in a DVD set and that DVD set um, had the something's got to give put together. Um, it's about 30 minutes of footage. It's remarkable to watch, not because you're watching a full narrative or a full motion picture. It's it's um, it's very haunting to watch the fi- literally the final performance mm. uh, of Marilyn Monroe and yeah. to see it's tragic because you see her and she's so remarkable in this movie. She's so charming and the potential, the lost potential makes you incredibly sad, makes you incredibly sad because mm. she was back. I mean, we use that word a lot. She was back. She looked great. When she did do a take correctly, it was magic. It was Marilyn like when she was in the seven-year itch. But sadly, she just couldn't overcome her demons. And Mm. uh, the picture was never completed. So something's got to give. So there we go. There's the rabbit hole today. Yeah. Uh, We have a half-price deal, don't we, Dawn? I, yes, we do not. No. no, okay. We do <laughs> not. not. But you can always find our half price deals, a keyword deals at mytalk1071.com. Alexis has another winner. <laughs> Elizabeth has some more dish when we return. Warning, here comes a cliche, ladies. Your smile is your calling card to the world. Yeah, even though people can't see our smiles on the radio. Well, they can sense we're smiling even during your dad jokes, Lex. Um, Dawn, I don't know if I would categorize that post-joke look as smiling. Rude! All jokes aside. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your smile is so important, and if you don't like yours for whatever reason, it can be debilitating. It can really affect the quality of your life. And that's why we're so proud to represent Dr. Amy Hughes at Hughes Dental. Dr. Amy has her fantastic virtual smile consults. Here's how it works. You email Dr. Amy with your smile concerns. You can even upload a pic at Hughes-Dental.com. And Dr. Amy will send you back a private video message detailing an action plan. And here's one of the best things. There's no pressure to buy. She doesn't believe in that stuff. This is your year to change your smile. And yes, here's another cliche, change your life. And she's the best at cosmetic dentistry. Don't you have a fun nickname for Dr. Amy Jace? I sure do. The Yoda of cosmetic dentistry. Trust her, we do. Very good Yoda there, Don. Contact Dr. Amy and take advantage of her virtual smile consults at Hughes dashdental.com and don't forget dr amy can be your regular dentist too she's my regular dentist again that's hughes-dental.com this is a my talk dirt alert jason and alexis in the morning we're moments away from the big entertainment stories of the day in the dirt alert but first Dawn and Alexis have another winner in our. We have picky- a winner! Winner! Pick a prize! Any prize! I want to hear the name of our winner. Winner. Yes, we do. Congratulations to Vanessa Heger from Bloomington. $100 and you're entered to win our pick your prize amazing prize which we'll be picking shortly because tomorrow's the last day. If you yep. want to be the winner tomorrow. Or at 520, make sure you get in on this. MyTalk1071.com or on the app. And Vanessa, we will contact you. Congratulations. Now, we say congratulations to Elizabeth for making yes. it to us today with the Dirt Alert. Hello, Elizabeth. It sometimes feels like a miracle that I make it to anything in my life. So, uh, thank you. I will accept that congratulations. <laughs> and I will Woo-hoo! proceed with the Dirt. <laughs> so, uh, Chrissy Teigen has deleted her Twitter account saying goodbye to her 14 million followers. No. Uh, yep. She said her time spent on the site no longer serves me as positively as it serves me negatively. And I think that's the right time to call something. Um, She began by thanking her fans and praising what they'd created on the website. Uh, She talked about being on Twitter for over 10 years and truly considering people on Twitter her actual friends. But it was time for her to say goodbye. And she said she was deeply bruised by her time online and just hadn't learned how to block out the negativity. You know, this is a real good self-awareness moment. For Chrissy Teigen and anybody who might be feeling like, I look at this social media site and I realize I don't feel good after I look at it. It might be time to either really curate what you're seeing for yourself or just block it out. I had to do this with Twitter several years ago. You guys know I was doom scrolling in my bed. Yeah, three mm-hmm. years ago, and I because it was at my old house, and I was, and then one day I'm like, I don't have to have this on my phone, 
And none of this is serving me. I can communicate with people on other platforms and it'll be a lot more positive. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I try to stay away from, I, we talked about this in our six o'clock hour, shameless plug, download our podcast. Um, and it, it, does help me. I mean, I did engage yesterday, um, but I, <laughs> nor, but I, I, I did but engage before yesterday. That. But before that, before that, had a hit in uh, been days for an hour and a half. But I did. I have removed. I, You've been I, really good, Jace. You I have. have been very good, and I, yep. you know, um, yeah. So because it's what's good for you. That's the thing, right? I mean, it's what really helps you. And yeah. if you realize that, like, you're you're constantly coming into contact with something that you're stewing about and it's bugging you all day, like, the only person that's harming is you. Well, and also, you know what it does, it, you know, for me, for for me personally, what it does is it it almost it, it I realize and this is so horrible. It it almost contours the way that I do the shows uh, mm. to the to the whim of every rando that emails. Yeah. This woman doesn't like my hair. Oh my god! And this no, woman yeah. doesn't like this segment. And this guy doesn't like this. And this guy doesn't like this. And what what happens is you end up with not a creative vision for for a broadcast or show. You end up with a with a garbled consensus of of random people that all have varying opinions. And it's like you just got to go out and do your best thing and kind of drown out the noise. Take constructive criticism, but drown out. You're not going to please everyone. No, and that's a good lesson. Whether you have a TV show, you work at Dairy Queen, you're a veterinarian, you're not going to please everyone. No, there are going to be yeah. some people nope. who have their undies so bunched up that they just don't even know how to get out of this situation. Yeah, yep. should start by just cutting them off and buying whole new underwear. Just not yeah. wear any. Yeah. yeah, bigger, or bigger granny panties. Yeah. That's the truth. Yeah. You feel a lot better when you have underwear that fit properly because <laughs> they don't. Who hot diggity dog? It is a tough Ooh. day. Circulation um, issues. It's the truth. <laughs> Brett Favre uh, talking about the height of his addiction issues. Talking about drug mm. and alcohol abuse. This is interesting, uh, particularly as it relates to a- athletes. And anybody who suffered an injury, because he says this all started when he took pain pills in 1994 for an ankle sprain. Mm -hmm. He talked about this on his podcast, uh, Brett Favre, of course, the infamous, I'll go infamous, (laughs) Green Bay Packers quarterback and then quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings for a year as well. Um, He said he pointed to a 1994 game against the Philadelphia Eagles as the moment he first realized he liked a pain pill. He said, I don't know if it was sprained enough to get pain pills, but I remembered the effect that it had and I liked it. I thought, what the heck? Why not? That's probably now in in conversations that I've had with people who have gone down this road of addiction with pills. They have said there was a moment that they were like, wow, this is great. And either you take a turn where you go, that means I should not have this ever or I'm going to get some more. Yeah. It's yeah. fascinating. He said then uh, taking pain pills became constant. The dosage increased as the month went on, months went on. And the night before the next season began, he had a seizure, which he later linked to his addiction. Oh, he said, wow. I'd never had a seizure before that. As they dug deeper, the doctor found out that I had an addiction to pain pills, but I didn't tell him how much. I said, okay, I'll stop t- taking them, but I continued to take them. This is Brett Favre talking about. It, this is really fascinating. He then um, had a second seizure and then had a come to Jesus moment and decided to go to rehab. He stayed for 75 days and the NFL um, required him to finish out the full stay in order to play again. But he had more addiction after that too. It was mm-hmm. a long road for him. 
Yeah. Especially probably when it's readily available to him. And and the people around him, they uh, benefit from him really performing. They so want him to yep. be in great he shape. He wants it. They, yeah. Get yep. it for him and let's yep. go. I and let's that, go. Yeah. He talked about drinking, too, that the um, he didn't see it as a problem right away. He didn't, didn't drink every day, so he didn't think he had a problem. But then he realized, uh-oh, I do. You won't have a problem if you listen and watch Elizabeth Reese today at 3 on Twin Cities Live. Make sure you do that. Unless you don't We're like gonna... my hair. <laughs> no, exactly. Jason Alexis in the morning. I'm I Talk 1071, everything entertainment, everything Little House on the Prairie. I'm Jace with Lex, Dawn, <laughs> and Kenny. Let's put our bonnets on, everybody. No. And start running in the wilderness. In the, the field, yeah. The field. Yeah. The field, right. Oh, okay. Get our bloomers on. Mm. Get on the Davenport. To take some stuff out of the <clears throat> icebox and the pie cabinet. Kenny and I have special bloomers for our Saturdays together. <laughs> oh, right. Are they short? Yeah. Short, short Yeah, they're short shorts. They're very, very short. <laughs> short, short <laughs> <laughs> Showing we a little cheek. <laughs> yeah. We go in the backyard, we put the sprinkler on, we run through the sprinkler and our oh, bloomers. Your Saturdays oh, your have become very busy. Oh, wow. I mean, uh, you my... deliver biscuits a lot sometimes on Saturdays, uh-huh. but then you're also yep. making your way. Or does he come to you? <laughs> it depends, Dawn. Thank you for recognizing that. Because, you know, that one guy had Tuesdays with Maury. I yeah. have Saturdays with Kenny. Yeah. That's what I have. That's right, yes. <laughs> I have very special Saturdays with Kenny. We do Try a lot. on your prairie thongs. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Prairie thongs? Prairie thongs. Ah, a little ruffle ah. along the edge. And I can say this because Kenny had to dip out here. So yeah. I can say whatever I yeah. want and I can't be disputed, which yeah. is glorious. Yeah. Let me tell you. He'd probably agree, though. Come he would on. agree. He would agree. Yes. He loves our sprinkler time when we run through the sprinklers. <laughs> he loves it. Oh, wow. What's that uh, like? Uh, it's for you just got one sprinkler going? or Alex, I would really love to tell you, but that's a special thing that oh. we keep close to our hearts. Oh, and I we, see. you know, we need something it's for like us. It's like Fight we, Club. Alex, we give so much. Much. You know, right, Kenny and right. I uh, share so much of our love uh, outward that right. we want. We keep some of our th- our Saturdays just close to yeah. our hearts. Yeah, I just for it. us. Yeah, just for us. Um, so, I read this. I couldn't sleep last night, um, and I don't know why. I was up. Like I, I don't know what was my problem but uh i was up really late and i was i stumbled up on this article that i thought you guys might find interesting but it also leads to all of us grunting about how confusing um streaming is nowadays but let me we'll we'll get to that it was fascinating because it was about the harry potter franchise slash jk rowling slash warner brothers slash NBC Universal. Mm. And let me explain because the the inner workings of these things is a source of 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 like ooh that's cool. So if you have a Peacock yeah. or if you have HBO Max, you may have noticed that um you either gained or lost the Harry Potter film franchise. Like for instance, if you have Peacock right now, you're celebrating because Peacock is the home of the Harry Potter film franchise. Oh. Is it Peacock free? Well, it's free with commercials. Oh, it's free okay. with commercials. Mm-hmm. All right. Because and, and then if you're uh, a savvy uh, connoisseur of pop culture, you may be thinking to yourself, self, wait a minute. I thought Harry Potter is a Warner Brothers mm-hmm. property. Yeah. So oh, gosh, if it's a Warner. A 
if it's a Warner Brothers property, shouldn't it be on HBO Max? Right. That app? Well, here's here's where it gets a little fascinating. Uh, well, they they talked about two two facets of the Harry Potter universe, and these are the two that I thought the you guys listening would find interesting. First, the folks at Warner Brothers really screwed up about five years ago. They made a short-term deal without looking into the future and seeing what streaming could be. And this is what I mean. Warner Brothers signed over the movie, the digital film rights, the film rights Mm -hmm. to the Harry Potter franchise until 2025 to NBC Universal. Oh, boy. Not seeing into the future and realizing that they would want to keep that property to themselves. So NBC Universal, the owner of yeah. Peacock, has the film rights to the Harry Potter films for another four years. And you're thinking to yourself, probably, mm-hmm. well, why is that a big deal, Jace? Well, it's a big deal when you're Warner Brothers and you are launching a new streaming service and you want it to be a blockbuster like Disney Plus, And you have a franchise like Disney has with Marvel and Star Wars. You're a Warner Brothers executive going, now, wait a minute. We need that wizard boy and his friends. Um, Disney turned Star Wars and Marvel into a TV factory. We have Harry Potter. Why can't we make Harry Potter shows for our giant streaming service? Well, they can't because it's caught up in this deal. So the bosses, the, the current boss of Warner Brothers won't come right out and say it. But he's like, son of a biscuit. Because they can't, they're kind of hobbled by this deal, and they can't do anything. I mean, I mean, so what they did was they struck. They can't work a de- any magic, Jason. No, oh, good, nice pun there. Uh, no, but this is where it gets confusing. I told you, remember two minutes ago, I said they were going to be a grunt. This is where it's going to be confusing for consumers. The big wigs at NBC and the big are at Universal, and the big wigs at Warner Brothers came to a compromise. They're going to share custody of the Harry Potter films for the next four years. So for a little while, it'll be on Peacock. And then it'll go over to HBO Max for a couple, you know, a year or so. Then it's going to go back to Peacock. And then it's going to go back. And I just thought to myself, how damn confusing for the consumer. Yes. I mean, I get, look, I'm glad they they can come up. Concurrently or no? Is that, would that be? Uh, I don't know. And then they talked about the the ongoing, you know, with Harry Potter, they talked about the ongoing um, uh, kind of uh, drama with J.K. Rowling and her comments in 2019, her anti-trans comments that got her in a lot of hot water and continue to really kind of not plague as being dramatic, but it has dented the Harry Potter world, uh, her sales, her book sales have dipped a little bit. Now they have rebounded, but it did cause a ripple in in um, the reputation of Harry Potter. And the Warner Brothers folks are they're not publicly worried about it, um, but it is a problem, especially for the generation like Colin and your brother Lex that grew up with Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Oh, they are yes. they are way more socially conscious and conscious and. They there's a, a large chunk of them that feel uh, bad 
giving money, you know, supporting Harry Potter, which basically puts money in the pocket of J.K. Rowling. So that generation, you know, Warner Brothers may have a problem with. Now, I do think it's realistic to to think uh, that scandal will eventually die out and the brand Harry Potter and the stories will far outlive that. Yes, the art. Look, uh, and the creator itself, Uh, Harry Potter will outlive the, I mean, when you think of the Wizard of Oz, how many people, you know, how many eight-year-olds go, that's Frank Elbaum, El Frank, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, you know, it's, it's the the product will eventually stand on its own, but for the short and medium term, for the short and medium. He's done. He's just, which is craziness because you're right. He grew up with Harry Potter. Yeah. And um, he even had a book club at the time when she came out with that. I even made them Harry Potter masks. They would zoom and talk about the books and go back and do the whole thing. And that just blew that up. He was like, I can't, no, I can't do that. I got to stand with my trans sisters and brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and I, I'm always, and we've had the, we've had a version of this conversation all the time. And I, I am always, again, nuanced. This is a, can you separate your, can you separate the creator from the product? And, you know, like Warner Brothers said, uh, the, the crew there now, they really want to reach out and, you know, uh, reach out to the trans community and donate. And, you know, can there be some reconciliation or is it just a done deal? And is, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm of the I'm of the mind where I try to come from a place of with this kind of thing. Look, if Warner Brothers takes strides to reach out to the trans community and maybe uh, bring on several creatives uh, in the in the trans community to work in the in the Harry Potter universe would that help you know what i mean is that is that enough of an olive branch is that enough of a reconciliation mm. i don't know yeah yeah i don't know uh, but she um, really doubled tripled down on that yeah so i don't know it was my my point being fascinating article about the two prongs of the Harry Potter universe, which arguably even dented is, is one of the biggest franchises in the world still to this day and will continue to be. Um, And as consumers, we just have to know from year to year, (laughs) which streaming service to find it on, I guess. Yep. So confusing. So horrible. Uh, Coming up at 843. What has jumped the shark today? Don McClain will tell you next. And now on Jason and Alexis in the morning, a message from our sponsor from like the 70s or 80s. After 14 years, you left me. 344 episodes. Oh, God. Emotions unresolved until now. Abby, I've been expecting you. One last night to say goodbye. Are you still sleeping with Greg? Every morning, every night, twice on Saturdays. When the loose ends get tied up on nuts. <laughs> This has been a Jason and Alexis classic commercial. We now return you to our regularly scheduled mediocre radio show. Oh, my beloved Knott's Landing. It's very rude, though, Rocco. We're right here. I love it. I love that ending. The loose ends get tied up. Tied up on knots. Yeah. (laughs) 
It's a great promo. <laughs> I love great. love that promo. It's it was. I love a good written promo, and that's uh, that's a good one. And I love Paige's line right there to Abby. Yeah. Are you still sleeping with Greg every morning, every night, twice on Saturdays, girl? <laughs> anyway, that's right. Yeah, twice on Saturdays, bitch. That's what she, literally she does say, bitch. She calls Abby a bitch. It's great. Donna Mills and Nicolette Sheridan going head to head. Classic primetime television, right there. Okay, uh, what person, place, or thing has jumped the shark today? Fire up the boat. I'm jumping the shark. shark, shark, shark. It's not as good as it used to be. Things have gotten worse, not better. What happened to you? It was dumped on Monday. Women's national soccer team, not the team itself, not the players, but the people that work out the pay for them. Um, mm. Megan Rapinoe, one of the uh, greatest players on the team. She's a superstar. She was in D.C. for Equal Pay Day, and they were having discussions about the pay gap. Um, you know, everybody was... Uh, Biden was there, his wife, you know, a lot of people there speaking about this. And she had a really powerful speech talking about how even though they have won so many Olympic medals and championships, they still get paid a fraction of what the men's team gets paid. I'm going to play part of her speech for you guys here. Uh, Win four World Cup championships and four Olympic gold medals for the United States. And despite those wins, I've been devalued, I've been disrespected, and dismissed because I am a woman. And I've been told that I don't deserve any more than less because I am a woman. You see, despite all the wins, I'm still paid less than men who do the same job that I do. For each trophy, of which there are many, and for each win, For each tie and for each time that we play, it's less. And I know there are millions of people who are marginalized by gender in the world and experience the same thing in their jobs. And I know that there are people who experience even more where the layers of discrimination continue to stack against them. And I and my teammates are here for them. We on the U.S. Women's National Team today are here because of them. So she wanted to point out not just the pay gap with the soccer team, but also she goes on to say it doesn't matter if you're an electrician, an accountant, or part of the best damn soccer team in the world. The pay gap is real. That's what Biden said, actually, after her speech. Um, It's just ridiculous. Well, and I think it was her, and my apologies for not, um, I I forgot who said it recently, and it might have been her. But I was struck by a quote during a speech where they were like, look, if the argument is we don't fill stadiums, that's B. I'm paraphrasing. No, that's true. That's You're BS. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. Because um, we fill stadiums. We fill stadiums. And and so if that's the business, because it is. I mean, it is a business, you you know, and I understand that. But if everything is equal, if they are, you know, if they are a profit generating business, well, shouldn't more games and awards? Yeah, also. but if you're looking at, at even yeah, but I'm not even saying wins. If you're let's just break it down to uh, dollars and cents. If they are bringing in 
if they are filling stadiums and and the owners are raking in the money, shouldn't they share in that profit just as much as the dudes do? And 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 with their profit margins, that's what I'm trying to say. Oh, I yes. get the but if I even if you take the wins out of it, just do- dollars and cents. Yep. If they're filling their stadiums. And the percentage they get from the back end doesn't equal what the guys get from that back end or whatever. Uh-huh. It doesn't. That doesn't make any damn sense to me. It doesn't, so. especially when you think about like third string players that are on the men's team who haven't won as many trophies or or Olympic medals are well, getting paid more than these freaking superstars. Yeah. 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 Doesn't make any sense. You know, she's so cool too. She's, it, she's so just, cool. Oh. Uh, on top of that, they're great role models. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I it's a that's a great one. That's that's a great one. I, I it just makes as a dude, it makes me angry. Yeah. As a dude, that doesn't even I don't even like sports. I don't even dig sports. But it just the spreadsheet wise, I'm just looking at the business. Mm-hmm. They they should apps you know if if they are bringing the revenue and they are mm-hmm. they're filling the if there's butts and seats as they say, well then. They should get and they should get a, a, a proportionate amount of that yeah. profit. Yeah. If you, if, yeah, I'm and hoping it, you know, and even with the trickle down effect, where you see it everywhere in business, I'm hoping that the people that control the money eventually, those kind of people who just pay men more, will eventually die out, and we'll see better <laughs> things to come for women down yeah. the line. You know. Yep. I know it's not gruesome to say it's the it's it's, yeah it will be it will be the generations after us yep it will be yeah the Tyrannosaurus Rexes (laughs) yeah time to die (laughs) bye bye (laughs) if you're a kid listening and you're being bullied you go out there and be yourself because nobody can tell you're doing it wrong right Lex that's right you be you have a fantastic day tomorrow is Friday woo woo Tomorrow. We love you. Bye for now. It's a beautiful day.